I tell you, this message, this message of Jesus coming, Jesus coming that we might have life, it transforms lives. So many people here I know have that story. And someone who's experienced that recently in their own life is Grant David. And Grant's going to come and share with us this morning his story. And so I'd love it if you could make Grant feel really, really welcome as he comes to share his story with us this morning. It'd be fantastic. Merry Christmas. The first pick that I hope comes up on the screen was taken on Christmas Day 1983 for the Gladstone newspaper. It's of my sister Haley, my younger brother Anthony, and of course myself, nearly five years old. When that picture was taken and at that age, I had no idea how much my life was, ch- was to change only a short 13 years on. At 17 years old, my life had become so different than that of the little boy you see in the photo. Dad and I were arguing a lot. I understand now something that I didn't understand then. He was simply trying to guide me into adulthood. He'd guided me through many previous life stages, but for some reason this time it just wasn't clicking and we would end up fighting. Our last fight had been so bad that I ended up telling him, I wish you would die. Now, usually after fights, mum and dad would sit us down and tell us to sort it out. But this time, three weeks passed without us talking. Then he suffered a massive heart attack. The next time I saw my father was at the funeral home in an open coffin. Apologising to him this time was obviously not the same. I was broken hearted, I was numb, I was angry and I was confused. I had been due in court that day for a traffic offence, but I was at my father's funeral, so I missed my court appearance. Weeks passed, the new year came and I turned 18. My sort of girlfriend at the time told me she was 22 weeks pregnant. One night I was walking home from a mate's place when I was arrested for failing to appear in court. I explained to the judge about my father's funeral, that I was now about to become a father myself, that I worked full time and that I was now the eldest male of the family, only to be told heaps of fathers die. It's no excuse. I was sentenced to three months jail. Shortly after I was released, my daughter was born. I was excited and scared, and although things were going okay, it wasn't to stay that like that. The words I spoke to my dad kept ringing in my head. The hatred and shame I had for myself only got louder. I was no longer using drugs recreationally. Drugs were using me. For the next 22 years, I was in a constant battle between reality and trying to escape it. I wanted so desperately to be normal, but I would think, what is normal? Just one thing was my anchor point through it all, music. I had a talent and it allowed me to travel and earn a living. Even at some of my darkest moments, I got to play on some amazing amazing stages to some amazing crowds. At time, this success gave me hope that I might overcome my battles and get some sort of peace. Only two years ago, I found myself broken again. I was really bruised from drugs now. Each time, Each time was getting worse. This period was it for me. I couldn't take it anymore. I had just about given up all hope of getting through this. Lying on the couch, I started crying out. Why am I here again? How did this happen? Why can't I stop? How do I break free from this? I was ready to end it. At that moment, I was overcome by a calming warmth. Then in the light, a voice, go to church. 
I didn't know what had just happened. And then it happened again. A calming overtook my whole body and the voice spoke, go to church. Days later, I moved back to Brisbane and my brother-in-law asked me to go to church. My first service, I couldn't hold back the pain anymore. As the music started to play, I felt every single word reach the deepest parts of me. Little did I know the healing had begun. I would hear people say things like, hand it over to God, let God be in control. And I would just think, what does that really mean? How do I actually do that? But as I read the Bible and talked with many people here, I slowly came to trust in Jesus and my faith grew stronger. I started to see how to let God be in control and how God worked in me, chasing after me, even when I got as far away from Him as possible. I've heard many pastors this year talk about how God loves broken vessels or the best way to get close to Jesus is when Jesus is all you have left. Well, I stand here today to tell you that this is true. You see, little did I know that losing my earthly father and that all that has happened since was actually my heavenly father showing me the way home to him. Even without my earthly dad, I have a heavenly father who has always been there. And in my darkest moments, it was him who reached out to me directly to save me. He created me in the past. I had seen my musical talent as being for my own glory. I now understand it is a gift from God and through it, I am to use this and all my other talents to glorify Him. Please don't let me mislead you. Becoming a Christian is not a quick fix, nor does it mean you are free from problems. But my relationship with God has transformed me. I know now, or I now know that no matter what goes wrong or right, Whatever is bad or good in my life, I have a completely reliable Father in heaven. He hasn't and won't let me down. He gives me rest. I'll end by quoting Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thank you. How good is that? We're blessed this morning to have Pastor David coming to share from God's Word with us, to encourage us on this Christmas morning. So I'd love it if you could put your hands together and um, welcome Pastor David as he comes to share with us today. It'd be great. Thanks so much, Nath. That is amazing, isn't it? A life radically changed and transformed. It's a real privilege and honour to be able to share with you this morning. Uh, hopefully you've uh, already, maybe some of you, maybe not hopefully, but maybe some of you have already opened some presents this morning and uh, finished your Christmas shopping. And how chaotic and how full on can it be, uh, the whole Christmas shopping scene? Now, I've got to be honest with you, um, I this year was probably one of the easiest Christmas shopping uh, times for me ever. Um, I, I have to attribute that to my wife. She's a saint. Uh, she bought most of the presents uh, for our family, extended family. Our family do it pretty simply uh, this year. We're all a bit older and we just said, look, let's just buy one present for one person, a secret Santa. Uh, so it's really simple and we have a price uh, on that and uh, it's really, really easy. But so I really just had to buy for my wife and I got a couple of things for our kids. But uh, my wife even said to me, she said, look, I'm so sorry. I, I, can't even, I can't even advise you. I don't even know what I would like this Christmas. 
Christmas. But a couple of days ago, uh, she happened to go out to the shops to, to pick up a few things. And uh, she happened to see a dress that she's tried on before. And she tried the dress on. It was, it was actually half price. She came back home and she said, look, I'm not sure what you could get me, but I tried this dress on. It's now half price. I've put it on hold for you. All you need to do is go to the shops, pick it up. It's under your name. Just go pick it up and that'll do for Christmas. So it was amazing. We were here a couple of nights ago with the kids practicing. We happened to be driving past Churnside Shopping Centre. She said, do you want to drop in and grab that dress? I said, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I didn't even have to find a car park. It was amazing. She said, I'll do loops. You You go in. The kids fell asleep in the car. I went in, came out. I got picked up at the top of the uh, door and I got chauffeured home and that was my Christmas shopping. All of nine minutes, about nine minutes. So uh, it was amazing. But I tell you what, even in the time that I was there at Chermside, I mean, it's a massive shopping centre, but even in the midst of, of, of that huge shopping centre, it still felt like shoulder to shoulder, just chaos and full on, even in the lateness of the night as well. So many people there. And as I was reflecting on the busyness of Christmas, and, and maybe you've experienced that this Christmas as well, I wonder if it's a subtle reflection of how your year has been, the, the chaos, the just how hectic everything has been, how how busy everything has been. And maybe as we come to an end, uh, the end of another year, and you reflect back on another year, maybe you just feel like, wow, that was so full on, so busy. I mean, I I was really driving myself this year to climb the corporate ladder. Uh, I really worked so hard in our business this year. Um, I I really was was driving myself or, or, or making sure that I kept up the social status this year, you know, whatever that looks like through my Facebook or through my Instagram. I really was searching so deeply for contentment and peace and and, and you just drove yourself this year. And maybe as you come back at the end of a year, you just, you you reflect on it and you think, man, I just need a rest. And and maybe as you come to this uh, end of a year, maybe just, maybe for you, it's holidays is is, uh, just around the corner. Maybe you're lucky enough to have some time off and you just feel like deep within your heart, deep within your soul, I just need a break. I just need a rest from the busyness and the chaos and everything that's going on. And, and, And you know, I wanna ask you this morning this question. I think it's an important question. How are you really going? Like, I mean, not, not, I'm not asking just the kind of throwaway line that we often say when someone says, oh, how are you going? You just say, oh, yeah, good, good. When deep down there's just chaos and full on and, and, and there's a, a sense of anxiety, a sense of, um, a sense of just busyness that's invading your heart and invading your life. I don't mean the question like that. I mean, how are you really going? Like, how's your inner soul? How's your heart going? How do you really feel deep within your heart? Do you feel at ease? Do you feel at peace? Or deep within your heart, is there just a sense of, I need something more? I need an inner rest that the world does not seem to satisfy. Because deep within your heart, there's a hunger, there's a thirst, there's a desire for something more, but it does not seem to be fulfilled. How are you really going as we come to an end of a year? Now, as we've already heard tonight in Grant's story, it was quite interesting hearing his story. I heard a little bit of his testimony in the lead up. I read through his story and he spoke about for 22 years, he had this constant battle between reality and trying to escape it. He says this, I wanted so desperately to be normal, but I would think, what is normal? 
And he talked about only two years ago, he got to the end of himself as he spoke about laying on the lounge thinking, Where, how did I get here? How do I get out of this? And maybe this morning you come and you feel the very same way. You're wondering, how do I get out of this? All the stuff, the stuff that's going deep within my heart. How do I find a deep inner peace? How do I find a deep inner rest that my heart and my soul so desperately seems to long for? How do I attain it? And as we heard in Grant's story, he speaks of how he hears this almost like an audible voice go to church. He meets up with his brother-in-law. He comes to church and he encounters God and he says this, my relationship with God has transformed me. I now know that no matter what goes wrong or right, whatever is bad or good in my life, I have a completely reliable Father in heaven. He hasn't and won't let me down. But I love what he says at the end of this. He says this, He gives me rest. He gives me rest. Now, what I I think this morning is Grant's not just talking about a great night's sleep. He's not just talking about binging on the lounge, watching Netflix all day, just relaxing. That's not the type of rest that he's referring to here. He's talking about a deep, deep inner soulful rest that nothing else in this world has been able to satisfy. And then he encounters uh, the Creator God. He encounters his Heavenly Father and he discovers a deep inner rest that he's never experienced before in his life. How are you going this morning? Do you desire that? Do you need that? Even as you sit here this morning, you're thinking, oh my goodness, how I would love that in my heart, in my soul, the inner rest that I've never experienced before in my life. And I wanna say this this morning, you can have it. You can have it just as Grant's life has been transformed, yours can be also. The deep inner rest that we so desperately desire a longing for deep satisfaction. And it's into this very space that Jesus says these words. Grant referred to it. It's in Matthew 11. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, Jesus says. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How are you going this morning? Deep within your heart, deep within your soul. Notice these words that Jesus speaks about, come to me. Not for this, not some, not for the elite, not for those who go to church regularly, not for those that help out their neighbours. Come to me, all of you. The promise is extraordinary. It's an invitation to all people and it's an unconditional promise that all are welcome to come and to know the deep inner rest that our heart so desperately longs for. Walter Brueggemann states this with our culture today. He says, A society of 24-7 multitasking in order to achieve, accomplish, perform and possess leads to a rat race of relentlessness. It leads to an aftermath of inescapable anxiety that is often unmanageable and unbearable. Maybe that's how you feel this morning. A.J. Swoboda says this, similarly challenging uh, the cultural realities we face, our 24-7 culture conveniently provides every good and service we want, when we want and how we want. Our time-saving devices, technological conveniences and cheap mobility have seemingly made life much easier and interconnected. As a result, we have more information at our fingertips than anyone in history. Yet with all the progress, we are ominously dissatisfied 
in bowing at these sacred altars of hyperactivity, progress and technological compulsivity, our souls increasingly pant for meaning and value and truth as they wither away, exhausted, frazzled, displeased and ever on edge. He goes on to say, uh, we have become perhaps the most emotionally exhausted, psychologically overworked and spiritually malnourished people in all of history. I wonder this morning, how are you going? Deep within your soul, deep within your heart, maybe as I read those words, you think that is where I am at. Oh, how my heart longs for, pants for, thirsts after a deep, deep inner peace, a deep, deep inner rest that this world has not satisfied. How I long for that this morning. And Jesus says to you, and he says to me, come to me. Come to me, all you who are heavy, heavy laden, burdened, weary, exhausted and tired, and I will give you a rest, a deep inner rest that your soul has not been able to discover or find anywhere else. You see, the Christmas story is this, that we talk about the peace has come to this earth. But what does that mean for you and me? It's the peace of God. Jesus himself dying for all the mess and the mistakes that we uh, should have paid for. Coming to this earth, living a perfect life we should have lived and dying a criminal's death that we should have died. We've all fallen short of the glory of God, but Jesus comes in. He takes our place, the death that we should have died. And he says, come to me. I'll take all the burden upon himself. And then he rises again, overcoming death so that we can experience life and freedom so that we can experience the inner peace that our hearts so desperately long for. And maybe this morning your heart is thinking, that's me this morning, that's me this morning. How does he know that I desperately need it? The chances are we all need it. We all need the deep inner rest that our hearts so long for. And this morning is an opportunity for you to respond. This morning is an opportunity for you to say, God, I need that in my life. As you come this morning, you may not even know how you got here or why you're here, but this morning there's something in you that says, I want to try it. I want to give it a go. I want to surrender. I want to know the inner peace that Jesus offers. I wish I could do a better job of explaining this to you. I wish I could convince you better, but sometimes it takes an encounter for yourself. I thought this was garbage and rubbish. I thought it was a fairy tale story. No one could possibly believe in this stuff. But at 18 years old, when I encountered God for myself, just like Grant, my life was changed and transformed. And this morning, you too could have an encounter with the living God to experience the transformation that Jesus makes in our hearts and in our lives, the deep inner rest that we so long for. And so it'd be selfish of me not to give you an opportunity to respond this morning. It's nothing you have to do, but it's simply a response to God. Say, God, I want that for my life. I'm wondering if you would pray with me this morning with eyes closed and heads bowed if you'd like. Just pray a simple prayer with me. Great God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the promise found in your word, great God, that you are the one that can truly satisfy, the only one that can truly satisfy our hungry and thirsty souls. You know who you are this morning. You don't even know why, but you feel like you feel like you've been spoken to in some way. You feel like it's you this morning. How does he know? How does he know? God's knocking on the gate of your heart this morning saying, "Would you surrender to me? Allow me to take control." If that's you this morning, you can just say a simple prayer. You don't have to do anything. A simple prayer in your heart and in your head right now. You can say a prayer like this, "Dear God, my heart longs for the inner rest. 
that You provide. I pray right now, God, that You would come and fill my heart and fill my soul. I want to thank You for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank You for rising again, overcoming death. I want You to take control of my life right now. I surrender to You. Thank You, God, in Your Name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we'd love to give you a gift just to encourage you on your journey. We have these Bible gift packs. And as you leave this morning, there's a a counter out there with these Bible packs. So if you don't have your own Bible, we'd love to give this to you as a gift this Christmas. But this is the good news of great joy for all people. It really is. We also run an Alpha course here, which covers the foundations of the Christian faith about who Jesus is, the Bible. It's a course that's been done by 60 million people around the world. And they've found it so helpful in their own journey. We are running a course in February. And uh, there's a station out there with more information about that, an info card for that course. I really encourage you uh, to come along if you've got questions to be a part of that course as well. But this message is an, is an amazing message. And we want to give thanks to our great God as we worship and sing our final carol this morning. So won't you stand with me as we do that? We're going to sing the beautiful carol, Holy Night, as we give thanks. We worship our Saviour, our King. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you this morning. We are so blessed to know this good news. So blessed that you came that first Christmas. Oh, Lord, and we do pray your power and your majesty forevermore. Oh, Lord, we thank you that this is forever with you, great God. And so we thank you and praise you for your presence here with us this morning as well. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. I think we need to finish with one last song of joy and celebration because Christmas is a time of great joy. And so we're going to sing one final play out song. And kids, if you want to come down the front, check with mum or dad. We have something a little bit special which might just happen during this last song for you. So you can come on down the front here. And adults here, you might want to pull your phone out and put that phone light on because we're going to celebrate like that. Do one of those ones. And up on the mezzanine there as well, you can get your lights out for this last carol and wave them around. And we are going to celebrate. Kids, you help us down the front here as well. And keep your eye out for something special that might happen. Let's sing Joy to the World as we wrap up our time together today. Praise God, praise God this morning. Worship Him. How good is church? So good to be together here. I want to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Don't forget the Bible gift packs. And if you missed a chance to give towards our Christmas appeal, there are envelopes at our info table as well. And can we thank our tech team and our band this morning as well. They've done an amazing job right throughout our Christmas season. God bless you and Merry Christmas and you're welcome here anytime as part of Bridgman Baptist Church. God bless.